Welcome to Here's What You Do, an advice podcast from an optimist, a pessimist, and a nihilist who managed to start a company together. And even that decision took a few years. I'm Steven. I've been called an optimist, but I prefer passionate. Gross. I'm Ryan. I've been called a pessimist, but I prefer pragmatic. And I'm Shane. I've been called a nihilist, but I prefer existentially grounded. As always, we'll be answering questions from you over at hwydpod at gmail.com or patreon.com slash watcher. So swing on by those places if you'd like to submit questions for a future episode. Ryan, what are today's topics? Today's topics are FOMO, fear of fish, and loneliness. So Perfect. some diversi- uh, diversified content here today. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, as you can, yeah, as you, as you can tell here, <laughs> Stephen Lim is, is no more. Um, no, he's not. He's not dead. He's he's alive and well. Stephen is did, alive. Stephen is fine. He's not. A little a little spider bit him on the uh, on the well, buttock. We don't know that. We no. That's we, we don't know no. where it bit him. It's not I mean, a good he situation. Just, he just moved into a new apartment, so I wonder if it's um, he did all spiders over there. I mentioned it it's to Sarah, awesome. and she was like, "Maybe it's his new apartment." And I was like, "Why would that be?" And she said, "Maybe it's got weird spiders. They're, they're pesky little critters. No good." But a proper introduction here, um, because Stephen isn't with us. Uh, instead, he's of, alive. He's alive. He's he fine. Is alive. Stephen is fine. He's just taking a rest day, so yes. don't worry. Stephen will be back. He was like, I'm mostly fine, but sometimes it really hurts. So I, I'll be fine doing the podcast. And we were like. I don't think that's a good idea. Like halfway through, if you're like, ah! <laughs> we kept he, trying to continue I, talking, he'd be like, ah! yeah, I think, I think Stephen Lim watched Michael Jordan's the last dance and felt like he yeah. needed to play through pain. Uh, that's right. And uh, we no, were no, like, no. it's not, it doesn't no, no, work no. that way. Here at Watcher, we're about work-life balance. That's right. Yeah. And when you're bleeding from an open wound, you get a day that's, off. That's when you get a day off. But yes, we, uh, Ryan and I were like, I guess we could do the podcast by ourselves. And then Stephen and Katie uh, said, <laughs> maybe not. They did say that, uh, here's how Stephen put it. He said that the podcast needs uh, diversified perspectives. Uh, and it, yeah. it's, 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 uh, that's its strength. I read between the lines. He clearly did not want Shane and I to uh, have, you know, basically only our hands on the wheel because who knows where the car goes at that point. I know where the car I mean, goes. I I I know. I know where the car goes. We all know where the car yeah, it goes. Oh, well, we it all know. To it goes vision. to Fun Town. Yeah. It yeah, goes to Great Vision. <laughs> we talk about Great Vision. Yeah. Um, for those who are not intimately aware of the staff of our company, I'm sure there's some listeners out there who are like, "Well, I just heard these boys on on I on Apple Podcasts." I could and not I don't know a better who... voice to represent our audience than that one. Yeah. You're doing Especially right on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, it's, you know, it's someone out of a Coen Brothers film, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're like, but now who's this other lady on here? Well, this, other, this is uh, Katie LeBlanc, who is our head of development. Hello. Who we talk to all day long mm-hmm. <laughs> on Zoom. <laughs> we just yep. wear her down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, the, look, the fourth... you're, paying me to, you're paying me to do it. So. That's true. It is In many true. Ways, the, fourth, the fourth head of the Watcher Hydra. Yeah, uh, yeah. Does that and, mean uh, if one of us dies, two more will sprout up in its place? 
Oh, that's a good oh, idea. We gotta cut cool. Steven's we... head off. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way we'll be able to test it. Test yeah. our regenerative uh, regenerative abilities. You've got your uh, katana, Ryan. Time you to do. Time to let it drink. <laughs> that's true. I, it's been a while since I fed her. Uh, and who better to do it than Stephen Lim? That's not pejorative. I'm not saying that in a way that's uh, a slight against Stephen Lim. He's just the odd man out here. Um, yeah. head He's out. not here, so we can we're free to talk about cutting his head right. off. Right? Talk shit yeah. about the people who aren't around is the, <laughs> is the message. Look, I'm just thinking ahead. Mm. <laughs> Solid. That's a point Solid. for Ryan. But also, uh, I am shooting this from my childhood bedroom in Florida with no podcast recording equipment, uh, just an app on my phone and my parents' Wi-Fi. So if I sound terrible, that's probably why. Well, it's probably good to have a disclaimer for why she sounds like she's on Zoom, uh, because she is on Zoom. Uh, I am on Zoom. Uh, well, no, but she, she's got her iPhone recording. It'll she does got good. her yeah. iPhone recording. I do. And I appreciate the uh, the commitment to backstory because when we told Katie that she was going to replace Stephen Lim on this podcast, she said, you know what, guys, I I need to take it back to the start. I need to go right back to where LeBlanc was formed. Where it started. And she flew back to Florida to her childhood bedroom <laughs> so that she could get that proper context to record this podcast. Look, this is, this is the first podcast I've ever been on, so I feel like I gotta bring it, you know? And it's an advice podcast of all things, so I, I really yeah. should feel confident in where I'm coming from and where do you get more confidence than where you went through all your teenage years, so. Yeah. so I'm actually sad <laughs> we don't I have more, uh, more teenage angst questions in this podcast because it would be so appropriate for you to answer those. I mean, we can here. wedge some stories in there. How hard is it, you know? How often <laughs> do our answers really really toe the line well right now nice. we have a question about fear of fish so that's true uh, and Maybe who we picked that one let me just check don't need to check it was shane <laughs> it, was, it was shane who picked the fear of fish you guys are always picking like uh <laughs> what questions the fuck was that shane turned into the guy who does the safety <laughs> spiel on uh big thunder mountain <laughs> That's a great ride, though. It's a good ride. <laughs> a good, uh, we should probably get into uh, a question here. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. This question was actually picked by Steven, but as he is bleeding, I will be answering it today. Um, hello. Hope you guys are having a great day. Thank you. I am. You can refer to me as Joe. So here's the thing. Mm. I have a ton of friends on Twitter, and I love them all. I interact with them almost every day. But for a while, I decided to take a short break from social media and I addressed it and I addressed it to my friends. After a day or two, I checked in with what's going on when I opened my Twitter and it was just flooded with references and inside jokes that I didn't seem to understand. And I felt really left out. I tried asking what they were about, but it didn't really it didn't really help the feeling of being alone on something. To make this simple, I have FOMO anxiety. Fear mm. of missing out, as you may know. Aside from not caring, what tips can you guys suggest that would probably help me and perhaps other people who have FOMO? I love you guys. Thank you so much. Wishing you the best for your channel. Also, all polar bears are left-handed. Joe. Oh, wow. That, that would be really cool if all polar bears were located in the South Pole because that would explain the origin of South Paw. Do you guys not know what a South Paw is? No, yeah, we do. Yeah, it's a left-handed person. We just, oh. it, I guess it wasn't that interesting so we just didn't respond 
<laughs> I think it's interesting. I've always wondered why it's called a southpaw. FOMO, who's who's kicking this one off? By the way, it should be Katie. Uh, adhering mm-hmm. to the format, right. Katie should be answering right. this question. Wow, really putting the guest on the spot. Um, I don't like answering. Uh, I, I'll say this. I don't like answering uh, questions on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you just well, you rip know, apart your whole no, no, podcast? No, no. I don't no, like no, no. answering advice questions. Well, I, I, I've talked about this uh, in an earlier episode. In fact, it's not that I don't like answering questions. And I'm, I only say this, Katie, so that if you feel this way as you're answering this question, is that when I talk for longer than like, 15 to 30 seconds my brain is just like yeah i should probably shut up now you know like nobody nobody needs i don't to hear have me that I don't oh, okay have then that. go ahead right. yeah, yeah i don't think that's very healthy the floor <laughs> is yours fomo uh is i think extremely relatable i think everybody has gone through fomo before um this one i will say because they said specifically that they were kind of making a a big deal about it kind of saying like hey i'm going away for a bit doing that whole thing where it's like hey everyone i'm gonna be off social media um take a break and then come back and that you know a little bit of that i will say you know that's kind of on on you i've i've done that i've turned off social did you hear that what was that thunder that was thunder Wow. wow. Right. I have done that. I, I think it's healthy to do to, to sort of say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to be off and just, you know, delete Instagram, delete Twitter from your phone for a little bit. Take it, take a break um, and then get back into it. If when you know when you're ready, when you feel like you're in the mental um, health space to, to resume those things, because they they can take a huge toll. And um, if you are like me, which it seems like maybe you are a bit, they can cause anxiety just yes. feeling like. Um, all of other people, everyone else's accomplishments are great and ever present and prospering and all yours are terrible and um, never good enough. And they send you into that kind of thing. It's a good time, good time to take a break from social media when you're in that headspace. Um, but when you come back and that's what seems like what happened with this person, when you come back, uh, yeah, it, it seems like, of course, things are going to have kept going. Um can't expect everything to have stopped and it sounds like this person has a group of friends that they kind of specifically know over the platform on twitter um and yeah i mean i guess it sucks that your friends kind of had some jokes and found some things to share while you weren't there but um i don't know there's a little bit of me that's like roll with it man um that's that's a choice you made and that's something that everybody goes through and the only way to not and never have FOMO is to show up to everything all the time always which will Ugh. kill you yeah. mm-hmm. so I learned to live with FOMO is kind of the sort of shitty advice that I have because I feel like that's you know kind of part of growing up socially is prioritizing the things that you spend time on and energy on and um especially when you have really really close friends having them kind of do something cool without you always kind of sucks but um you know part of that is being able to let go and let your friends hang out without you and again keep confidence in yourself that just because they did that and just because they have those jokes doesn't mean they don't like you or don't want you there or don't want to include you it's just a sign of that they also have their own friendship and that's great and you know it's great when you're there it's great when you're not there and that's okay yeah, I, I actually agree with that for the most part, I think. Actually, not for the most part. I do agree with pretty much all of that. Um, I think I'm I think you just got to learn it. to live with it. Um, 
I, I know right now, personally, I am trying to learn at the uh, ripe age of 29 um, how to kind of, I guess, live in the reality that you know, you can't depend on other people for your happiness. It really does have to be uh, self-generated. And that is harder than it seems because you really do have to kind of learn to live with yourself. <laughs> and I for uh, used to be a person that was very much like, I need to be at every event. I need to be, if my friends are somewhere, I need to be there. Um, I had an intense feeling of FOMO all the time. Um, and it's because I was really chasing that high that I got from hanging out with other people. I'm very much an extrovert. Um, but uh, with the quarantine, especially lately, I have learned how to, I guess, self-generate happiness. And that includes not even for my partner. Um, that includes just for myself. And that's been really tough, um, but it is worth it. And you'll learn eventually how to, uh, I guess, get more used to that. And once you do get used to that, then everything else is an enhancement of that. Uh, that's like, I guess, the real key. Once you learn how to make yourself happy, the pressure is completely off everyone in your life, whether it be your friends, your family, your partner, um, they really do just enhance your life. They're not the only source of your happiness. And, and that makes your whole life a lot more free, honestly. So I think once you could learn to embrace that, um, you won't worry about missing out on a couple jokes because it's not going to make or break your day. You could also ask, hey, uh, what are you guys talking about? I know that's very vulnerable to ask that because it makes you feel, I guess, uncool in the moment. But like so much of our life is spent trying to not feel uncool. Once you let go of that too, it becomes a lot easier uh, and you're able to make a fool of yourself, which as you see, uh, I've gotten very used to. I might be making a fool of myself right now. Um, don't care though. <laughs> uh, I will say, and, a t go ahead, sorry. And I think that about sums it up though. I mean, like it, it can't always be the fear of missing out. It could also be the, uh, the fun of missing out. <laughs> Uh, there is a fun in sometimes just being like, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, I'm going to stay home instead. One of the hardest things I think I ever like learned, and I don't think this is like 100% completely true, but whenever I was like growing up dealing with FOMO or like, you know, feeling lonely and vulnerable and looking for like a romantic partner or looking for a boyfriend or a girlfriend, something that, uh, I'm trying to remember like I don't know where the advice came from if it was like a cousin or a friend but it was like be somebody worth dating and you'll find and, and people will find you or be somebody worth hanging out with and you will get friends and it, it, it's it sounds very harsh um but it's not meant to be what it's meant to be is like just pursue your own thing and people yeah. will coalesce so like if you're constantly you know looking for something and just just stop and like focus on the things you like and you'll find that you know often the community will just sort of pop up around you so in this case that's a little more specific you know to twitter but yeah if, if people are joking about like a meme they found while you weren't around and you don't really get it and you ask them to explain it to you and you still don't really get it that's cool share something else that you found was funny move them on to the next thing and they'll start talking about the thing that you shared. Just just move on. Yeah. Just add something else to the conversation and all of a sudden you'll be the next thing to talk about. You know, I, as I hear you say that too, I, and this may not make sense because this is a metaphor I just thought of, so this may uh, be uh, <laughs> horseshit, but uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people in life feel like they have to be on the same track as somebody, like on the exact same track, where I realized as she was speaking, it's, it's not about being on the same track, it's about being on a parallel track in that mm -hmm. you're moving in the same direction but you don't have to be 
like right there neck and neck like um like on the sharing the same rails so to speak it's all about just no. pe- finding people who are similarly moving as you um and that only happens if you are only focused on your own track um yeah so for sure i think that made sense i think that I, made sense i hope so i you know Whatever. i'm jealous of people who are further along in life in one area like they already own a house and have kids yeah. and they're younger Absolutely. than me and they've got this big family but then i'm also jealous of people who are still renting apartments but have made uh movies and, and it's like there's there's no pleasing everything that i that i you know admire or and even sometimes envy about other people so i, I think i think you're right you just like as long as you're moving at a pace that makes you feel good and that's getting pretty far away from FOMO on Twitter but I you know it's a it's a bigger sort of concept FOMO but I think it really isn't though because like it's it's not addressing uh the symptom as much as it is, as it is the disease FOMO is the symptom I would say the disease is like your inability to make yourself happy which is something that I'm yeah. actively working on right now and it's tough um but everyone's all, uh, at a different place in their journey for sure and yours took you to curly hair and we all accept that Hey, it's it's a it's a fun time over here in Burgerland, <laughs> uh, which is what I just I that's the uh, I guess the name of my household, which uh, <laughs> the previous name was the dojo. Uh, Mari didn't like that, so Burgerland it is. Burgerland it is. Uh, Shane. <laughs> Shane. <laughs> I mean, you guys covered it. I, I I do genuinely agree with you on most of that. Uh, I'm always a big proponent of uh, recognizing that if you are attuned to be looking for people who are more successful than you or seeming to have a better life than you, you'll find that because there is always someone who is having more fun than you at any given moment of any given day. And there was always someone who's probably having a worse time than you. Uh, Not if you're LeBron James. And also people don't really broadcast, you know, what what they're actually feeling at all times. If you look at, well, I mean, that's, not always true. <laughs> Some people really like to lay it all out there on Instagram, uh, but that's a whole other issue. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've, uh, I was a person who in my my twenties was, uh, you know, when I started at BuzzFeed, I was like, tw- what, how old was I when I started at BuzzFeed? Twenty seven, I think. Most people yeah. who had started yeah. there at that point were, you know, how old were you when you started, Ryan? I was. 22 or 23 yeah 22 or 23 yeah i can't um remember. so it would have been very easy for me to be like boy a lot of people are accomplishing a lot more at a younger age than i did um but i've i've just sort of learned to i don't know and this does go hand in hand with fomo because like you guys said i think that's that's part of it you know elton john was a i saw the motion picture rocket man mm-hmm Yes, yes. Did you guys I'm see excited that? to see where this goes. Yes. No, well, I, I have, never saw it. He had a big he had a big pool and he had a lot of friends and parties. Uh yes, everybody yes. loved sounds, him and sounds great. he was addicted to shopping and drugs and pornography. And mm. he was real sad. Yeah, mm. he was. And he wrote Rocket Man. And he, he the, wrote the song Rocket Man. But the pool and, tiny and the money and the friends does sound nice. It well, uh, but maybe not. I mean, pool, yes, for sure. If I had a pool, what? I'd never be sad again in my life. We're all circling the wagon here on the same thing, though. FOMO is very much the symptom of the disease of uh, comparison culture. 
Yes, I, yes. In the words, uh, to put a nice pithy bow on it, as Teddy Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy. I agree. Teddy. Okay, big, Teddy. He's the big deal, right? <laughs> That's all I know he did. <laughs> I did not, not a, not a, not the, a, not the, a Did you say the big deal? Are you talking about the new called? deal? That was FDR. Talking, new deal. That's, that's right, yeah. It's, it's the new deal, and that was the FDR. Hey, that's <laughs> close <Yo>. enough. <laughs> Look, guys, big I don't deal. know a lot about you. I don't know <laughs> oh, about boy, you. here comes this big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder why you keep losing on puppet history. <laughs> Here's the thing. On puppet history, though, I'm actually killing it. Uh, in this particular instance, if this was a quiz show, I would have gotten last place. But... <laughs> Fortunately for me, I'm not on a quiz show at the moment. Uh, the big deal. Saying stupid it. shit, though, I am in the business of that. Uh, and, and you turned that into you turned it into quiche. So, <laughs> so you know, just because when you focus too much on what you're missing out on, it's going to eat away at you. You're going to turn yeah, into golem. Yeah. You know, you're going to be a golem-like person uh, sitting in a cave banging a fish against a rock, and then no one's going to want to party with that. So uh, I'd love to party with Schmeagol. I mean, I know that's I know that's detrimental to your argument and like our argument actually as a whole right now. Party with Schmeagol. I would love to party with Schmeagol. I'll party with Schmeagol. He might drown you in a river. A good person to have at a party, an icebreaker for sure. Schmeagol or Schmeagol? I think it's Schmeagol. You put a little. You correct me about U.S. history. I'll correct. I'll correct you on Lord of the Rings lore. Uh, I'm pretty sure Schmeagol. I don't, I don't think there's a CH in there. I think it's Smeagol. No, oh, I always thought it was like Schmeagol, like Schmear on I a don't bagel. I think so. Oh, I could I use some Schmear on a bagel right now. That sounds yeah, delicious. Lordy, 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 lordy. There's a local bagel shop by my place that I never right, wake up early enough, enough to go to. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's a damn shame because by the time I, I get there, the cheese jalapenos are always gone. Did we give Joe good advice? Does Joe just with yeah. her with with their I don't know they didn't gender themselves with their um, Twitter friends? What's the takeaway here? So. Just just focus on yourself, you know. Try and Joe, try focus and on yourself. Be the best goddamn Joe you can be. Yeah, yeah. Be a and and you're also named after one of my favorite uh, fictional characters, Joe March. And if these people continue to yeah. uh, keep you out of the loop on these things, get new friends. Okay, I don't know about that. <laughs> That's perfect. All right, moving but, uh, on. That's what. Well, you by the way, Joe March had FOMO too. I just realized that. Yeah, Joe March did have FOMO, and, and, and look how she turned her life out until she, she embraced the opposite. Yeah. Okay, um, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> it's unclear. I don't think she married that guy at the end. I don't. I don't. It's think debatable. It's, it's debatable. debatable, but I would like to. But think he's he not a sh- he's he's not a schlub. Why why are you shitting on him? He was yeah. he's a professor. Why? Because he had an umbrella. Do you have something yeah, against umbrellas? Yeah, he was not a loser. <laughs> he was a smart guy. Shane doesn't need umbrellas charming. because his head's above the clouds, so he never That's gets right. rained on. Yeah, he's just uh, he's a he's a, a, sc- a skyscraper. Question two. Uh, this is uh, a fishy situation and they've given us permission to use their name i'm micaiah and you can go ahead and use my name i have my problem is that i have this weird fear of fish i have no idea when this fear started or why i'm even afraid of them but even the smallest fish makes me panic so my problem is that i love the beach and it doesn't matter that much during quarantine but usually my friends and i spend as much time as possible at the beach and usually i'm the only one left on shore while all my friends hang out in the water should i bring another friend along to sit on the beach with me stand halfway in the water and yell to talk to my friends or just become the complete mom friend of the group and stay with the snacks and sunscreen while they're in the water. 
thank you and love your podcast, Micaiah. Mm, 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 mm. Now, just just a quick uh, quick clarification up top here before you get into your answer, Shane. We are talking okay. about Fish the Creatures and not the band. No, right? I don't think. Uh, no, I don't think the band. Okay. No, but she doesn't we, have a problem. If I mean, if we want to talk about the band, we could. No. I am no. scared of fish. P-H-I-S-H. Why? As well. Ryan, you know, you know who what? doesn't it, get this? You know who doesn't who? get this? Any of our uh, college-age listeners. L- let me tell you something. Here's never the thing. heard of the that, band Now fish. that Katie's actually on the mic right now and not behind the scenes, she could actually literally voice her grievances on the podcast because right now she would be saying to us everybody's witnessing the the notes process which is just me saying they're making references that 20 something year old listeners don't understand i mean (laughs) fish was not popular when i was in in, they were like doesn't think we got before my time but i'm aware of them and i'll tell you this go on youtube and search fish trampolines because during their live shows they jump on trampolines while they play the guitar that's, that's how you know you, you play bad music, though, because you need no. to do something like b- bounce no. on trampolines Ryan, to make your show entertaining. Ryan, you wouldn't know this because you never oh, learned I like how, how to play in. the guitar. I look, I look how you leaned in with the, the mic there. That was good. Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know this because you never learned how to play the guitar, but they're yeah? very okay. technically yeah, yeah. proficient. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they're technically proficient as they play me to sleep. Uh, well, this is a long-standing beef that Shane and I have. In uh, We disagree with each other's music taste. That's I tend true. to like things that are more mainstream. Shane likes things that are more obscure. It's Weird. just you a battle a that will go that. on as long as time... Uh, I mean, it it, it kind of happens in Top 5 Beatdown. <laughs> For uh, some reason, oh. when you said that, I just, I just went like this. Like, I just did a strongman pose. Like, <laughs> I, am, I have best opinion. I'm just going to start doing Look that. Look at my strong opinion, baby. <laughs> Me big boy. Let's <laughs> the, the fish. This, the, yes, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, uh, here's one thing. One, the ocean is overrated. So um, Okay. Well, right off top how? of hot take. How dare you? Uh, it's overrated. Um, it's 70% wait, you, of the earth. Can you earth. expand upon that before we get into well, the advice? It really depends where you are. Um the it ocean doesn't, Calif- though, because 75% of the Earth... Hey, hey Ryan? Hush. Okay. It's my time. I just, I'm just curious. It's just, I'm, I don't want to have you just spitting out non... Okay, keep, keep going, keep going. Keep well, here's going. the thing. Katie, now you got a good situation where you are, I think. Are you on the Gulf side of Florida? I am on the Gulf side. Well, now it's that's beautiful. Gulf, now that's a dream come true because you got those nice warm waters and they're pretty what, good. Gulf streams. Sharks, which is... We sharks do. Sharks are a little more concerning. California, though... Um, the water here, and trust me, anytime I go to the beach, I am the person who gets in the water. A lot of people don't do that because they're little babies, but the water in California is freezing. Cool. Uh, Didn't you just say the people in California are babies, and then you just said the water is freezing? Yeah, I mean, I said I go into the water every time. Oh, you said I, I messed of, up. I go into the water. I see. Okay, I go into the water because I, you know. You like being miserable. Yeah. I like, well, I I do the, the like water. The, the salty, you yeah. know. Um, but I'm saying just find a find a pool. Find a find a go to go to a public pool. And <laughs> who needs the ocean, really? Huh? You want to go to the beach? Just sit on the beach. Yeah, be the mom. 
bring some snacks. Bring, you know what you do? Bring a big old a tub of guacamole. You know, you know, when I don't really have an answer to the question, what I do is I give you a hundred different answers. And one other thing you can do is that think about how one, that ocean current, it's, it's turning in and out. There's no fish uh, near the near the shore yeah that's true and if they are they're super tiny i know you said oh even the little ones but they're, they're afraid of you uh and i'm not trying to force you to rationalize mm. this but i'm telling you they're afraid of you and they avoid you at all costs that's why they're so hard to catch people starve because they can't catch fish so what you think a fish is just gonna bump into your ankle now a shark may bite you no no yes no. I mean, yeah. Now that historically, may the, uh, it may happen. Yeah. That may say. happen, and it's there's happened. also jellyfish to be mindful of, and those do uh, uh, sting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Look, don't be afraid of fish. Uh, that's my answer. They're, they're not. They're. They're. They don't care about humans. They leave you alone, unless and like I said, there's bigger things to be afraid of in the ocean. Much more I, I dangerous things out there. I can't wait. Till this video comes out and yeah. uh we pick the thumbnail with your stupid face on it and it has uh -huh. the quote under it the ocean is overrated because uh, <laughs> it's a click factory it's what it is uh because it's, it's awful it's it seems on the surface <laughs> to be the most incendiary thing you've ever said for just being a uh in my opinion a provocateur uh uh but I actually believe you when you say it, and that's the crazy part. I believe I mean, I you think believe it is. that. I think it's like me with ghosts. You believe I believe it. I think the ocean is wonderful. I think maybe I meant. I mean, if I could clarify more, it's that swimming in the ocean is over. He's back. Not, He's doing the backpedaling. Uh, yeah. Well, I hey, look, that makes the more sense to me. Of the ocean. The ocean is a beautiful, lovely thing. As a um, science guy, as a nature guy, I don't understand how you're coming down against the ocean. It's it's one of the most fascinating, beautiful things in the world the ocean just find yourself a pool who needs the ocean that was a quote that's something yeah. you actually uh, i mean I, the reason I, why you honestly don't need look nine times out of ten if my options are ocean or pool i'm hitting that pool baby i don't know man i think i think i'm hitting the ocean look that's a that's your opinion it's a bad one uh, but you are entitled to it uh, i will say that what you're missing out on is kind of something that katie touched on is that the ocean is basically just this this beautiful endless source of entertainment that you could watch um that you will never get at a pool all you're gonna see is uh bro shotgunning beers in the background you're not gonna see just no the, no, no. The lovely because what i can do sometimes crashing along the shore. i chill out on my pool i can set up my phone and put on some cheers okay everything so you just said there proves to me that. that we're never going to agree on this Think about <laughs> no that. because you're now you're using the pool as a conduit to just watch cheers and that's yeah but i'm wet ew i don't need to know that you're wet while watching <laughs> cheers especially when you say it like that that's, that's weird in the pool. um oh by the way for this fish problem uh maybe you could try grilling some fish i don't know if you eat fish but if you eat fish maybe you could like uh, literally eat your fear like internalize its power Absorb. Maybe it has no longer any power over you because you ate its corpse. I don't know. Something to think about. You could you could try that out for size. Yeah, I guess eating. How do you eating the how thing do you apply that? Is, how do you hmm. apply that to literally any other fear? If you're afraid of hot dogs, it's true. If you're afraid of hot dogs, you eat that hot dog. Or if okay. like you're uh, afraid of a bear, in my instance, if I were to eat a bear, I'd probably be still scared of it. Actually, as I say that mm -hmm. aloud, just because. But if you're afraid of afraid of the dark. Eat the darkness. You walk around with your mouth open. Just, just 
um, light in a way eats the dark, so turn the lights on. That's true. Oh, thank you, Shane. In the same way that Spider-Man can turn off the dark. Um, I'm also afraid of Stephen Lim, which is why uh, I did eat him before this podcast. That's why he's not here. Because he's he's on my stove. Awful. Uh, uh, Consider it, though. Consider eating some fish. Um, And do it. Look, if, if it helps, do it at the ocean. Go hang out with your friends and get out in the water. And as you're standing there, reach down, grab a fish, and just bite its fucking head off. Oh, you this is like that. Ryan's. This is like Ryan's old thing with the spiders, where exactly. you, you know, you gotta assert to your dominance. Him. Yeah, asserting dominance. Mm-hmm. So bring out, bring a thing of mahi mahi out there, and just yeah. fucking go to town on it, standing well, knee preferably deep. like a fried fish, because then the fish could still tell it's one of their friends, and yeah. then they'll know you mean business. Um, I certainly See, know the, that if someone were, were to walk in the park and they were holding a giant fried Shane Bidet, I'd think probably don't go to that park anymore because they're frying people. And especially mm-hmm. if they caught a big one like that. <laughs> yeah. I better I better avoid that park. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the problem with this advice is like, uh, that's literally bringing fish food to the ocean. So basic, you're, basically, you're basically chumming is what you're doing. You're yeah, encouraging somebody true. afraid, afraid of then, fish yeah. to literally I mean, chum the water around essentially themselves. that's two birds with one stone because one you're going to scare the fish two you're going to see something that is going to put your fear of fish uh into perspective because you'll see one of your friends get eaten by a shark yeah so it'll justify your you fear could, of the of fish you could say, i told yeah. you so well but i did no, really you'll tell you so yeah, well, I, do you think this applies to a shark? I guess I was imagining they were just talking about little fish. I mean, sharks, as we know, are not fish. They're mammals. That is true. I always forget that. Right? Hmm. I was going to say, I mean, are they? Or are those just whales? I, I don't think <laughs> no, they are. No, you might be right, actually. I don't think I they think are. I'm, wrong. I'm going to do a quick Google search. Here. I think you're pretty <laughs> wrong on that. Are sharks fish? No, or yes. No, sharks, yes, like, sharks, sharks are, fish. are fish. Yeah, sharks are <laughs> yeah. definitely fish. Um, but you know what? I'll give you this, Shane. You said it with such confidence that I, I actually, I actually, I did have to you. stop. I was so going to immediately contradict you, and I was like, oh, he did seem really confident. I really, about that. if you, if and you're he, only listening to the audio version of this, go to the YouTube video of it and watch me really look into the camera when I say that. Yeah, you. Um, it's pretty. You'd good. also strike me as a guy who would know that. Yeah, me like, too. You have well, that's why I. Hacks. That's why I immediately doubted it because I was like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, <laughs> I, I think, think that's, that's why true. I hesitated. Is because I was like, Shane would know this. Why do I? You not mean to know tell this? me that you're so full of shit that sometimes you say things that you aren't sure about, but as you're saying it, you're convincing yourself. Like, yeah, that sounds right. I <laughs> think so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds. I think I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. <laughs> I'm probably yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. You know, I caught myself. You did, you did well. Catch, uh, did you though? So not really. Would you have no, not said anything you, if we you didn't got called doubt out by you? Katie. You did get called out. Well, by no, Katie. because I, I was doing the I, math I in my head. I was line. like, whales for sure. Whales for sure. Uh, but then sharks. I because I was thinking like, well, there are little sharks that are more fish-like. Because um, <laughs> they're fish. That's right. I was doing the the little shark math in my mind. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I think we kind of said the best advice, which is ultimately, uh, I, you know, fish are more scared of you than you are of it. And I learned except that. For, I mean, except for sharks. 
No, they are 100% are more scared of you than you are of them. 100% they are. The only shark attacks that ever happen are usually out of confusion um, because they're confusing you for something that's food. Then they, They're not trying to eat humans. Sharks are made out to be villains, but they're an important part of the ecosystem and we should leave them alone. And yeah. they're not villains. They're beautiful creatures. They're little sweeties. Look, it's, you know, I mean, Shane said be the mom. I, I think that, yeah, that's fine. If you're really not... If you don't care that you're not going in the ocean, then then don't care about it. Don't go in. But if you want to face yeah. your fears, uh, the best thing I can say is is small steps. To go in a little bit at a time. Do what you're comfortable with. Bring a friend. Uh, you know, if you're if you're comfortable with going in the water, good, go for it. But if you're not, you know, live your truth. Uh, I would say the ocean's not great just because of the aquatics. There is a bunch of things that you could do on the sand that are great. Build a sand castle. Read a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch Cheers if you're like Shane and and don't have friends. Um, e- e- other things, catch sand crabs on the shore. You, it's I something, I love, you crabs. something I love to do here because the waves are small enough is I love taking a beach chair and putting it just at the edge where the waves are crashing oh, and you yeah, get nice yeah. and low in your sand chair. And so the waves come up and they like will get your feet and legs wet. And maybe if a big one comes, it gets your butt a little wet. But you just sit there on the edge and you just let... Let the ocean cool you down while you're still sitting in the sand. It's the best. And that's a great way to like become pals with the ocean without like getting in it. Yes. I mean, that yeah. that sounds like the dream yeah. right there. Having a cool. Oh, cruiser. isn't it? Yeah. I have a little cooler there. A little umbrella. It's the best. Little thing. bubbles in your belly when there's bubbles by your feet. That's pretty good. Every I time like you that. Every time you crush one of them, you just crumple up that can and toss it into the waves. Into the ocean. Trash cans right there. <laughs> you know? You guys are monsters. The Florida way. <laughs> Just throw it in the compost. The Florida compost. <laughs> hey, look, I hit a seagull on the head. <laughs> Children, oh, boy. don't don't look up. Don't look up to us. Don't don't <laughs> don't don't admire. That the, wasn't Shane words. and Ryan right there, Katie. You know that was us doing impressions of Floridians. Come on. Yeah, I wish you were more wrong than you are. (laughs) All right, moving on. And we're on question three. Let's do it. Let's bring it home with the headiest question of them all. Uh, Let's go to this question here. Uh, uh, Let's talk about loneliness is the last question. (laughs) She's a fish for the end. (laughs) She's nice. What a bummer to end on. this comes from, uh, I believe this was from, this is from Patreon, which means that I'm okay to say this person's name, I think. This comes from Patreon from Janie. Uh, Hi, boys. I'm a 20-year-old college senior who's been feeling really lonely. I've been able to keep touch Uh, I've been able to keep in touch with my friends through texting and video calls, but at this point in quarantine, I'm pretty much the only one reaching out. It's really bumming me out that if I want to talk, I have to be the one to initiate. If I don't, I don't hear from people for weeks. I feel isolated, sad, and if I'm being honest, a little upset with my friends that they don't put in the effort to follow up or reciprocate. What should I do best, Janie? Now, uh, I will say my answer to this question will be very similar to my answer to the first question. Um, when I picked this one, I was gonna kind of talk about, uh, you know, how you you really are responsible for your own happiness. You can't depend on other people 
to uh, generate that for you. And I think more of the same follows for this question. Um, it is unfortunate that you are putting in more effort um, in your in your relationships, in your friendships. And and you know, we've all been there. I think we've all at some point felt like, okay, we're, we're contributing a little bit more to this than the other person. And I think that's just normal. I think everything in life is like an ebb and flow. Um, it would be great if we lived in a perfect world where everyone was always putting in equal effort at all times, but that's just not the, the way the world works. So you could bring it up. I think if you're, um, you don't have to, I wouldn't come at it from like an accusatory uh, stance. I wouldn't say something like, hey, I feel like I'm the only one putting in effort in this relationship with your friends. What you could say is like, hey guys, uh, I've, been re- I've been really missing you guys during quarantine, uh, miss hanging out. Uh, we should do something soon. And, you know, leave it at that because there, you're not gonna really accomplish anything by blaming people, but you can say how you feel, which is at the heart of it, you miss them. So I would, I would do that. I have yeah. been on the shitty friend side of this. I, I am somebody who is routinely not good about reaching out to people I do ex- very much care about and very much want to talk to and keep up with. Um, and it took me a really long time to sort of identify it as a trait that I have because you know it's not something you want mm. to think about yourself that like I'm not a good friend so you yeah, don't yeah. let yourself um, feel that narrative you're just like no 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 I've just been busy whatever um, and and I 100% uh, have let people down because I haven't been nearly as sort of outreaching the, the way that they described um, and it, it actually did help me when a friend reached out and said like, Hey, I miss you. And I feel like you, you know, I, I went through something and I, I don't feel like you were as there for me as you could have been. And oh, wow. it like, it like, sh- yeah, it like shook my world. Like I couldn't sleep for like the next week because it, you know, it's one of those things ask, where, yeah, did you take it. Did you, did you not feel well attacked or did I you did. feel like, Oh, she's making good points. Uh, I, I, they came at it in a way that I did feel attacked, but I also felt that it was out of love. So I didn't fight it. Mm, I, um, I listened to them, but I, I started bawling immediately because because of the difference of like, you know, who you think you are and being told that yeah. you're something else, that dissonance can be really upsetting <laughs> to, yeah, to yeah. find out that you're guilty of something like that, especially when it's like letting down somebody that you care about. Um, yeah. but I listened to it and it, it was hard and, um, but, but it made me try, like I held myself more accountable to, to my actions. So when they did reach out or they did text me, um, something I was guilty of is like reading it and being like, ah, not right now and put it down, which wasn't in my head ever dismissive and like a, I don't care about this person. It's just like, oh, I'm otherwise tied up. But then yeah, yeah. the guilt, the guilt of not texting back right away later that night, I'm like, oh, I should have texted back. And then I don't because I feel guilty. And then the next day it feels like, wow, it's been a whole day. And the, the next day it's like, yeah. oh, my God, it's been two days. I can't possibly text back now. They're going to think I'm an asshole. And it escalates. And it, you know, that guilt was something that was per- that, that perpetuated like bad behavior, basically. So yeah, I, yeah. it was something that I kind of had to just square with and acknowledge that I, 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 I wouldn't respond to people because I felt like I could never respond well enough, fast enough or good enough. And so I just wouldn't do it with anybody. And that 
is like the shittiest thing you can do. So um, instead, I've had to make peace with like, yeah, there's some friends I'm not going to keep as in touch with. There just aren't like some people are going to fall out of my life and I care about them. But I just you just run out of time. You run out of space and, and that happens. But then there's other people that that. You know, it means a lot to me to make sure that I keep in contact with them. And, and that means it's on me to text them or to call them or to send them a note. And I, you know, I've had to hold myself more accountable, which is to say that if you're feeling this way with your friends, I think you talk to them and you have a tough yeah. conversation. Because if they're anything like me and if they're as good a friend as you say they are, they should listen. And, you know, I don't think you should come at them you know, swinging. But I yeah. think if you come from a place of love and and sadness and you show them that this is hurting you, that you feel like you're losing them, then that should mean something to them. And, and it, it'll do one of two things. It'll bring you close together or it'll drive you further mm-hmm. apart. And if it's driving you further apart, then it means that it was already going that way to begin with. Yeah. I mean, I really appreciate you saying that, admitting that, because like, I think we've all been on like both ends of that. Like I know earlier and even still at times now, I have felt like I haven't been the most uh, responsive or best friend um, just because things get busy and you, that is an easy way to just kind of get lost in that as an excuse. Or even like you were saying, sometimes it comes down to something as small as like reading a text and going, okay, not right now. And you genuinely didn't mean to, to blow it off. It's just, no, that, like, you know, it's busy not. In the yeah, exactly. Um, but I've, I've definitely been on both. And especially now during quarantine, when people are just kind of really needing that connection um, it is tough. I had a friend recently, because uh, at the beginning of this, I've had the same friend group for almost 20 years. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I was very uh, vigilant about organizing Friday hangout, like a Friday virtual hangout with my entire friend group. And we did that every week for most of this quarantine. And then it slowly, people would start to just not show up as much and it started to taper off. And that did bug me. Um, but it wasn't like, I realized it wasn't like, you know, <laughs> Uh, it wasn't personal, just sometimes people fall in and out of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have a friend reach out to me and say like, hey, feels like we haven't talked in a long time. Um, you know, we should remedy that. And like, you know, we were doing Friday night hangouts and now we're not doing them. Um, and yeah, and it, he basically told me that he was sad about it. And he didn't come at it as an, as an accusatory kind of, in an accusatory kind of way. He did just say that he, how he was feeling. And that really helped me because I was like, yeah, that that is true. I could... Um, not let my pride get in the way of me being like, okay, I'm organizing this thing or asking people to hang out. And if no one answers, no one answers. Um, so that was, that was helpful for me as well. Um, I also will say something yeah, I, on that note, on that note specifically, I was also part of a, a friend group that would just meet like as a group all the time. And I noticed that people started to occasionally drop off. And part of what I did identify is like, if you have somebody in that friend group that you care about more than others, and you notice that they're not coming around as much, or you don't really feel like going around as much, but you want to stay in touch with them. Sometimes part of the reason that people drop off from things like that is because, you know, the whole group that maybe doesn't matter as much to them, but that doesn't mean you don't, or you have a special yeah, relationship. That's a good point. Yeah. So instead of always trying to do something with the group, if there's one person that means something to you, try reaching out to them individually. Sometimes it's a lot easier to show up for one person than it is if it's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that is a really good point. One last thing on this for, from you, Katie, is I, I want to ask you if this person had come at you and not said the second part, if they had just said, hey, I really miss you, and they didn't say, 
I felt like you weren't there for me in this time. Would that have made a difference in your response? Would you have reacted as, uh, I guess, in a, a more action-oriented way? Or would you have kind of just been like, oh, yeah, I miss you too, and then not really taken action? Because like, the reason why I asked that is because my advice that I gave was to just say your feelings, and that would usually spur an action. But to actually call out what made you feel that way is a very different thing. And I, being a non-confrontational person, very much would worry that I just don't want any trouble, you know. Uh, but sometimes you do need a little trouble to get something done and to, uh, you know, in the end, form a stronger relationship. So I'm curious how you would have reacted if they just said, I miss you. Yeah, no, I know because they did and I didn't. They did say that. And that like, this wasn't the first clue I had, you know, that mm. this conversation, they, they had said things like, I miss you. And to me, that's like uh, colloquial. Like we all miss each other, yeah, especially yeah, when it's been yeah. a couple months since you've seen a friend. Like, I miss you too. Especially that in LA, you know, you say, right. we'll go hang out, we'll go good. We'll grab some tea or something. No, we won't. Yeah, we're all, we're all, yeah, <laughs> we're all shitheads. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, everybody in LA is a shithead. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I it, they did say that. And it never occurred to me that they were trying to say more than just I miss you. Um, it was like, oh, yeah, I, I miss you. I miss my grandma. I miss a lot of people. It didn't it didn't do enough to put the onus on me that this was something that I needed to take more responsibility for. So I didn't I didn't yeah. get the message. Some people might. And if you've never talked to your friend that way, maybe start there. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. You know, I needed to be told you're not taking enough responsibility for the friendship if it's something you care about. And, you know, yeah. he did offer that. He's like, you know, if, if, you know, this is the way we're going, it's okay. But if you don't like this, let's talk about it. And that would, that devastated me. I was like, I don't want to not be friends. That's, you know, you know, what's crazy about that is like the, the person who's actually taking more risk and being more vulnerable in that interaction is the friend that's reaching mm -hmm, out. For sure. It's in extremely vulnerable to say yes. like, Hey, I miss you. And I feel like, we should reconnect. That's such a vulnerable thing to say. Yeah. Um, and, and it goes against what my initial, um, re, you know, your gut reaction is, which is like, hey, fuck you. What have you done for me lately? Like, that's the defensive yeah. mechanism that like boils up and, and it's like, well, wait a second. What are you, why are you so great at friendships? When, you know, wh yeah. why, what makes you about much better than me? But, you know, yeah, yeah. if you, you take a step back from that and you realize like they're trying to you know they're trying to say how important this is to them and you know like look at the track record have they reached out to you a lot yeah they have and have you been a mediocre responses yes also yeah. true so own up to it yeah i think for me too and like i'm maybe i'm reading into janie's question here it seems like they may be similar to me in that i am very much a people pleaser um i think actually a lot of people who are in my profession are because like we're making art and like part of that is you want it to be accepted you want to be accepted um it's just built into my being and a lot of times people pleasers don't tell the people that they love what they need they don't they don't ask for what they need and i i'm guilty of that um and basically what your friend did is he he asked for what he needed and what came of that i would assume is a stronger relationship so it, if, but as a people pleaser, it's so scary to ask for what you need because it's very vulnerable and it feels like, well, maybe if I put rock the boat a little bit, they won't like me as much or like they won't, they won't appreciate me as much. Um, so I guess I, uh, 
I might switch my advice to, to actually ask for what you need instead of kind of just saying what you feel and kind of skirting around the issue. Um, it makes sense to just say how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way. And if it's a good friendship, you'll probably be for the better, even if it is scary and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But it also, you know, on the other side, on the other side of things, I don't know, Janie, and I don't know if you're somebody who needs a lot more attention in a friendship than than maybe somebody else is able to give you. And, and if, if they're not, you know, it, it might go the other way. But that's okay. Like, you know, we yeah. all have different needs in friendships. And, and if this one person, or it sounds like it's a cult, it's a group of people. So, um, you know, if, if you can't get what you need from one person, there, there's, there's other people. So, and, that's but that's okay. also the point there too. Like people have different needs and you mm-hmm. know, you may need a little bit more, or maybe you need more than they can give. But the point is that unless you vocalize those thoughts, they'll never know and you'll always be stuck in this like state of limbo because if they you are asking for too much they could say hey that's a little too much and you'll meet in the middle but my girlfriend always says to me you know she's not a mind reader <laughs> she can't know what i i need or, or or i want unless i say it and i voice it um and i've been trying very hard to get better at voicing what i need and listening to what she needs so like i think that also applies to friendships and um you know relationships with your family and stuff like that so yeah shane I mean, you guys really nailed it. You covered it. Um, <laughs> I'm somewhere in there, you know. Uh, you, you know, you got to put in the work, etc. And as you grow older, you know, you'll lose friends more and more. It's just how it goes. So don't worry about it. Get used to it. No, that's not true, Shane. Sometimes you get older and you stay friends with everybody and then you add more friends. And before you know it, you're stealing cars, going off on heists, uh, maybe drinking lots of Corona. No, I'm um, also, I mean, I also am, am still friends with a lot of people from, uh, one of my very good friends is my friend from kindergarten. Uh, yeah. uh, I have a lot of friends from grade school. Like I've collected a lot of friends over the years, but I've also lost a, a lot of friends. So <laughs> the know. most Shane thing I've ever heard you say is I've collected a lot of friends. It's so <laughs> clinical. <laughs> I've collected series. Like, I've collected a series of friends throughout my like time. Like Benicio in Guardians. Yeah, like the collector. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Katie was speaking a lot of truth. Have you I collected us? Collect. Yes, um, but uh, I, I would do the same thing like Katie was talking about, where where for the longest time, uh, primarily in my twenties, like I wouldn't respond to someone, and I would let it snowball, and then that would turn into me not talking to people. Um, uh, but you know, I've just gotten better at being proactive about that stuff. Um, so you know, be proactive about it be honest etc try your best and if you know but the other thing is like sometimes i don't go out of my way to to do that so yeah you know if someone told me like hey i you know i feel like you don't really do that you don't reach out enough i'd be like oh okay great thanks for telling me appreciate it so yeah so i think the common misconception is just because you know you should do something doesn't mean you always do it yeah, like I'm a like, bad. I don't. I don't reach out to as many people as I should as often as I should. Um, but that also doesn't make you a bad person either. That's no. another common misconception. Mm-hmm. That just makes you a human. Like, mm-hmm. I, and that's also like there was a while where I would like be, because like I've always viewed text messages as like a very like, um, not like a transactional conversation. Sometimes I'll text someone something, and I'll like if I don't hear back from them, I'm not like 
well, why didn't I hear back from them? I'm like, well, I sent them a link of a, you know, a pelican eating a live seagull and I hope they enjoyed that. And maybe I'll talk to them again in eight months. Um, but I also had like in my twenties, I remember there, I, I think I feel like I've had friends who very much viewed it as like, well, if you don't respond to this, then are you ignoring me? And it's like, no, yeah. I watched the video you sent me of a seagull eating a hot dog and in its entirety and vomiting up the hot dog. And I laughed really hard at it. Uh, the end. Uh, end of transaction. And, and now we're not friends anymore. <laughs> That's a good parting um, but, gift. So yeah, if, yeah, if Shane ever yeah. sends you a video of a pelican eating a hot dog, you know that's his way of nicely that's saying a, no, no, no. You, we no, should terminate. No, no, to clarify, there's a video of a pelican eating a seagull and a video of a seagull eating a hot dog. Hot Very dog. important distinction. Okay, that's good yes. because if I so would, which one, I, I now know the contents of the video and what it Which means. one is we're still friends and which one is we're not friends anymore? We're still friends when the pelican is, is eating the seagull. Okay. Because he, I'm pretty sure he gets the seagull down. But the seagull eating the hot dog um, eats an entire hot dog and then yes, yeah. vomits up an entire hot dog. So it's almost metaphorical in the sense it's that you can't Correct. even stomach the relationship anymore. That's right. I see. Okay, okay that makes sense. Not scans for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's fair. So if, if Janie was looking for a way to break up with friends you have an avenue now, which is to yeah, send, send them a, uh, the video of the seagull barfing up a hot dog. Yes. Yeah. It's a sad video, but you're going to laugh a little bit because it's bittersweet. Just, well, um, I hope but, you've enjoyed having me as a guest. It is 8.18 yeah. at night here on a Monday. As always, if you'd like to submit uh, questions for a future episode, or if you'd like to update us on how things turned out for you after obviously following our wonderful advice to the letter, mm. Uh, then yes. send them on over to hwydpod at gmail.com or stop by patreon.com slash watcher. Um, and yes, as yes, always, yes. if you'd like to check out the video versions of these, unless you're watching that now, youtube.com slash watcherpodcasts. Hooray. And if you'd like to have me as a guest again, at Shane Maday on Twitter as much as possible. Why me? I'm happy to that have you as a good. guest again. That sounds I good. don't know, because I just want to see what happens. Um, I can't. But, uh, you only guys Shane, should probably. Only at Shane. It should probably be a only Katie, at Shane. A Katie Ryan I, Steven episode. You guys would get down to. You would get so much done. Uh, but that's. I mean, that's not our, what the people are longer. here for. You, you're good at like providing. You're like the IMDb plot summary embodied in one person. Like you just hear <laughs> what we're saying and then you just summarize it neatly in like two, three sentences <laughs> as a nice little button. Ideally, for me, this podcast would be six minutes long. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. Yeah. Could be. Also, could the man be, who know. hates who hates making Watcher. I yeah, look. I don't hate making Watcher. You I hate just it. Don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> too much feelings. Too, yeah. too, too much feelings. I don't. I don't like you know uh, meditating upon uh, anything. Uh, yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everybody. All right. See you later. Bye. <laughs>